everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the Four Keeps Dissolution Part 5. Today is November 15th, 2021, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, again, you can feel free to join us on that Patreon, or you can post them in the Twitch chat to the side if you're watching this live at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Daylight time, I guess, is still a thing. Or you can go towards our Discord. You can find the link in the description of this Twitch chat, uh, of this uh, video or audio cast down below, or again, in the Twitch chat if you're watching live. But let's say that you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on Twitch and YouTube and all of those under other wonderful places, and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Guess what, buddy? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks, hats, and we also have face masks. That's right, we have face masks with the symbol of Tiamat upon them, Tiamasks, if you will, designed by our very own Cyberwolf 1201 where all of the proceeds of those masks end up going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you would like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indooradventure, no s at the end, .redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. So hey, RJ, who are you playing today? Hey everybody, I'm RJ and today I'm playing Kalem, the Shatterkai Wizard. We both go by he, him. Hi everybody, I'm LB Hackamup, um, and I'm going to be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. We both go by she, her. Hoi, I'm Cyber. I use he or whatever pronouns. Uh, I play Arjan. Arjan is a draconian ranger cleric. He, him. Hey everybody, I'm Wings, she, her. Uh, also known as Danae Keener, still she, her. I'm going to be playing as Coriander the Elegant Paladin, uh, who uses she, they, or he. And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So, last we left off, your group had had a, uh, let's say a fun time in Calum's Curious Cabin. Uh, there were a few contact other plane spells that were used, one not as successful as the other two. However, things ended up going fine by the end of it. Uh, you were able to speak with the... Uh, with one of the variants of Arjan to let them know, uh, hey, we figured out how uh, to put Caius in a weapon. We've spoken with Asmodeus about this. And then you made a brief plan as to uh, a contingency, rather, uh, that if anything were to, like, you would let the variant know, like, hey, we're going to be using this thing because you only got that one chance to use this spell, use this ability that Asmodeus has granted upon you. After that, you exited out of the Curious Cabin and found yourselves not in the same place that you had been initially. At that point, you realized that things are going a little wonky in the Shadowfell. 
as luck would have it. And as you walked towards what looked like a fissure in the earth, you were greeted by a necromancer named Zeb, who had a huge fanboy's crush uh, on a creature known only as the Ghost King that laid beneath this fissure. Uh, upon Zeb's instruction, seeing how he seemed a little incompetent in the matter. Arjan, you ended up going down into this dark crevasse, found the Ghost King, received a rib from them that they had claimed would, uh, would give you help and assistance in the, uh, in the upcoming trials to come, uh, going up against the Raven Queen, and then you made your way back to your party. Where you all collectively kind of told Zeb to shove it, that he should have just gone and talked to the Ghost King himself, but he seemed, you know, just really pensive and a might bit scared uh, about the whole thing, as it were. It was at that point um, that uh, you all agreed that you were going to be causing a distraction, or that Caleb was going to be causing a distraction of some sorts to allow you to get into uh, the Raven Queen's castle. That was, however, when we thought that RJ was going to be missing for a week. So, is there any other plan that you all would like to establish before that happens to kind of retcon the end of last session? If not, we can totally just go forward from there. Yeah, if we had two weeks to figure this out, what do we, what do, we do? I mean, for the most part, we could break the bone, convince the spirits to cause a distraction somewhere, draw the forces away from the castle. Uh, I mean, Arjan can do a pretty good distraction and get back to us in a, in a quick manner, right? Good. Or... Yeah, I mean, and then we can we can sneak in. Uh, again, I'm not very sneaky, but uh, I can try. Bone army. Yeah, well, but that's true. Hate to waste a bone army. Out of character, is it actually a bone army? Out of character, uh, looking at this item, uh, there was the assumption that if you cracked it, you would just like summon forth a metric shit ton of skeletons. That's the scientific phrasing for it. Uh, and that would just be at your beck and call. In reality, it allows you to use a spare the dying, or not spare the dying, a uh, speak, speak with, with the dead, dead spell uh, that you are able to use on any spirits that might be around within a 50 foot radius of the using uh, or of the usage of this ability. Uh, and they would treat you as friendly, regardless of if they knew who you were or not or what they were previously. They would just de facto treat you as friendly uh, and answer any questions that they could in a most truthful of manner. Maybe we can crack this and find out a little bit more about the Again, you Raven don't, Queens. Don't need to crack it. Just need to use it. Maybe we'll it. use this <laughs> and figure out what's going on with the Raven Queen's castle. If there's any other points of entries we can do. Oh, do I need to do reconnaissance? Uh, that might be a great plan. Reconnaissance, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not quite in my, my, my battle, uh, ready headspace. So, it's, um, it's been reconnaissance two is weeks. a good idea. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I, I also got distracted because I rolled a 20 on my blood die. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. That's very uh-oh. uh-oh. Let's use... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's use the 20 to crack the bone. No. <laughs> I'm a... I'm a... Okay. Can I get a pretty good, like... I would like to make a reconnaissance roll. Okay. Um. So... You are all still, like, in the general woods um, near where you would assume, based off of one of Arjan's, like, quick pop-ups, scan around. You are you know that you are near a uh, rather large open field, and then off in the far distance would be the castle that you've been going towards. Um, at this point, if you wanted to do a reconnaissance roll, um, I would say make either a stealth or a survival check. I'd like to do stealth. Okay. Specifically, I would like to do stealth after casting Pass Without Trace. Excellent. Where is my gun? (laughs) There we go. Oh. Well, that's that's all my gun spells. Okay, cool. Stealth. Okay, that's a natural one. Okay. For for a 28. Jesus Christ. Incredible. Love that. So with the 28, um oh, natural. One. Oh my god. <laughs> uh like you fly up and like you're kind of uh, like it, it was a natural one. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. If you want to do something with that. But. I would say like a natural one in this situation is not an outright fail for stealth because you also have pass without trace up you got some other shit going on like you are akin to the night the shadow but you're kind of like leaving a trail behind you it would be like one of those things like like you hear like the breaking of branches you see where something is going but you don't know what that something is because you are just one with the shadows but like this is not the cleanest exit strategy that you have ever had from the woods by far but you are able to go up to a, a perched area um, to be able to look around um, and kind of getting a general uh, look as to where you're going. You see that there is, again, this sort of like open field um, that looks like it has weapons uh, that are sort of like still like kind of planted in the ground in some places. It looks like it is just kind of derelict uh in a in a sense like you've been to places where battles have been had you've seen the after effects of when people or when groups at least fought with each other and this very much looks like that but old um and looking at uh and then looking past these open fields that you can see kind of goes on for a series of miles uh you can see that there is formidably uh off in the distance this castle uh likewise kind of looking around you can also see where the trees themselves seem to get thicker in the um get thicker in the canopy but more spacious in the actual like growth uh, underneath and from your vantage point with as high as perception as you have you can see what looks to be like almost like almost like murky water 
almost like there is like the 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 markings of what uh of what you would expect a swamp to be uh also kind of like about i would say around two miles from where you are so you can either go to the swamp or go to the field at least like from what you're able to see Because reconnaissance, otherwise you are just like flying into the night. Do the swamp. Okay. So are you like motioning for your party to follow you into said swamp, or are you just like going swamp wise yourself? I would motion that I am going that way, but I. I I don't think Arjan would be telling them to follow since he's just doing reconnaissance. Okay. Sounds good. So, yeah, uh, you all can receive, I want to say, like, it's pretty easy to follow. Like, when Arjan is in transit, it's very difficult to see where he is. Again, 28 in stealth. But because it was a natural one, there is, like, a path that you have seen this rather large dragon man make through uh, through the tree canopy to his current resting spot. Uh, at least if you know what you're looking for, which you all should because he is your friend. Um, and he makes motion that he is going to be heading off in this uh, eastern direction. Do you end up following him, or are you just like, okay, like have fun in the east? Follow, right? Follow. Okay. Follow. I like At to a imagine. Distance. I like to imagine Gwen is like Fo follow, right? Like looks at right? party and they're like, oh, what? Yeah, no, we'll follow. You know, it's just like thinking, yeah, follow. Okay. All right, so you begin the process of following Arjan. Um, Arjan, make another stealth roll for me. It's past without trace last. Should be like, one hour, I think. Yeah. Yeah, concentration up to an hour. 44. <laughs> Much better. A much better role this day um yeah so now that you're able to kind of get to more of like the topmost branches being able to traverse this area is not as difficult as you had initially thought um it really was just like there was a lot of underbrush back there not a great time but you figured it out uh flying in that direction um the party knows that you're heading there and you assume that they are going to be following you. Awesome. Uh, and as you are continuing over, you eventually do see that the land does become more swampy. Uh, there are kind of these like, I want to say that they're ferns because ferns just seem to have the ability to grow fucking anywhere, regardless mm -hmm. of if there's sunlight or not. But they sort of have this like almost grayish monotone like coloration to them uh as well as there just seems to be like this slow moving water it's it's you can smell how brackish it is just from being as high up like even from how high up you are and looking around it looks like as you can kind of continue into the swamp that there might have been a city here or an attempt at a city or a village here at some point you see that there are like 
the remains of old buildings that are like partially submerged in this swamp that have just been sinking down over time as the ground gave way. Um, and as you are flying about, make a perception check for me. Twenty-two. Okay, so with a twenty-two, um, as you're kind of flying about and getting a general look uh, of this of this area, uh, you can see what looks to be uh, like the remains of an old tower that is sort of like resting um, at a uh, at a peculiar angle that seems to just sort of be uh, like. Again, steadily uh, sinking into the swamp. But as you are looking at it from the top, you can see that there's actually like several tarps that have been pulled to create what looks like a dry spot in case of any kind of rain, um, as well as what looks like a bedroll has actually been set out. Um, there is a. Uh, there's what looks like a, a selection of these old weapons that have kind of been popped up into the corner as well as a trunk that's been set. And it looks like, against all odds, somebody is living out here. You don't see the person, but you do see what looks like a homestead. And it doesn't look like it has the makings or marks uh, to be a Shad Archai that seems to just be living by themselves necessarily. Uh, what's the range on the on our on our walkie-talkies the walkie-talkies we have been kind of just like like hand waving them is almost like a sending spell so as long as yeah they're they're nearby. sending stones yeah there's a ruined tower that it looks like somebody's making a home set out of it doesn't look like one of our army I, I don't know if it's if it would be ally or friend or, or enemy, but I'll, I'll continue looking. All right, copy that. We're approaching the edge of the swamp now. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Calum, uh, Corey, and Gwen, uh, I'd like for you all to make survival checks as you attempt to follow your incredibly stealthy draconian friend. Plus five. Saves. Six, six, oh, uh, 11. I got a four. I got a 13. Okay. Um, I'm supposed to be good at these. So, yeah, I mean, you at least know the general direction that Arjan went. Uh, keeping track of him when he is, like, in his element is normally a good thing. Like, it's 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 a good thing that it is so difficult to do so. Uh, but being in unfamiliar territory, uh, this is definitely one of those, like, okay, like, we just need to keep going in the direction that we saw him go last. And... It does take you a little while uh, to get to this place. And as the three of you are walking, uh, I would like for each of you to make perception checks. Oh, boy. That feels extra bad. Oh, also an 11. Damn it. I got, I got it. it. Got 
a dirty 20. 23. Okay, so dirty 20 and a 23. That is good. So... Go. Just need to change some things around. Um, so as the three of you are walking and sort of looking around, trying to make, trying to see where Arjan is, uh, Calum and Corey, the two of you can actually see what looks like, what looks to be some form of winged shadow that is traversing through the higher tops of the woods. They seem much larger than a raven would be. Uh, and surprising, uh, at least surprising to you, you don't actually see any ravens here. There don't seem to be any of these creatures following you, uh, which may be in part uh, from your uh, after your interaction with the Grim King uh, and your cabin sort of reappearing in another place within the Shadowfell that they may have lost track of you. Um, but you see what looks to be a Arjan-sized shadow uh, that seems to be going through the tops of the woods. Um, however, Calum, with your 23, I mean, Arjan is like humanoid-shaped. This is more like... Like imagine like a like a, a it's like a manta ray almost like it's this large uh, like flat like creature that has these wings that sort of seem to like ripple from the sides almost like it's swimming through the air that just seems to be like going through the woods uh, and in the top of the brushes you see that it is like turning a, a wide turn. And then it goes behind a tree and like a mask wipe in a movie. As soon as it goes behind that tree, it is gone. That's was that Arjan? Nope. That was not Arjan. That looked like some sort of manta ray. What? Something over there in the trees. Okay. Sorry, so I'm trying to hold my stuff so I don't make too much noise. There's all manner of creatures in here. We should be cautious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be chill, be chill. Just really hope that one of those things isn't around here. You know, the big, tall thing with the meat tentacles. Oh, right. Uh, I'll go first. You sure? Yeah, uh, also... That way, if I start sinking into the swamp, someone can just grab me. Yeah, and Gwen, as you are, like, walking first into this swamp, you can see, um, like, it looks like coming around from a tree, there are, um, like, two tall little ears that almost look like rabbit ears, but then you see small bony-like fingers uh, come around it, and this creature has, like, this horrifying skull face with these small ears attached to it, and it just looks at you and kind of chatters with these human-like teeth rather than having a more animalistic one, and then it just sort of, like, scurries a little bit closer. Little bit closer. Uh, 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 friend or foe! I don't like this. 
Ah! And it like ah! extends like a little hand out and like makes like a grabby. But when you like oh. make yourself look big, you <laughs> see it recoils and just like it scurries around the tree, and then you hear what sounds like a fluttering noise as like it and several others that you had not seen just seem to like dissipate from you, making this weird chattering noise. I hate this place. I want to leave as soon as we can, okay? Have you ever you... seen a creature like that before? No, have you? Is this normal? No, this isn't normal. It... Nothing about this place is normal. It looked kind of like a raccoon. It had like the little hands. Yeah, it did have opposable thumbs. Did it have a bandit mask over the skull face? I need to know. It did not. Damn it. If you catch one, All you right. can give it one. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. Um... And as you are uh, making your way, again, deeper in, um, there is a moment where you are nearing the edge of this kind of ruined city, and you can hear what sounds like a banner flapping in the distance, almost like a battle standard. But then looking in the direction... Uh, of that flapping sound. Uh, I'd like for everybody to make perception checks. I have concerns. 19. Dirty 20. 22. Okay. 18. None of you are able to see this thing. Uh -oh. oh, God. And as you are all looking at this, or looking in its direction... And hearing the sound of just this like fluttering battle standard, you can see what look to be again like these like like uh, pieces of fabric that have been made up onto posts that just sort of seem to be billowing in a effortless wind that you cannot feel on your face. But as they are billowing, you begin to hear a noise. You begin to hear what sounds like the groan of somebody in their final moments before they expire after they have been gutted with a pike. And as you hear this noise, I'd like for Gwen, Corey, and Calum to each make a wisdom saving throw. Arjan, you are far enough away that you can hear this, but you are not like in direct, uh, in direct conscious with this. 25. I got a 30 plus 5 to my friends. That's a 24 for Gwen. Because you're muted. 24! Okay. So I'd like, uh, as you are all looking at this thing and, and gazing at the... And gazing at this, like... Ban at these banners that are just fluttering uh, on these uh, on these wooden poles. Um, let me see here. Gwen doesn't a nope. Does a thirteen hit you? No. Excellent. I always just accept that I'm gonna get hit. Okay. This is incredible. I need to roll with a different dice. That one's betraying me. Does a 23 hit you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. 
So, Gwen, as you are, like, back-turned, like, staring in the direction of these banners, Corey and Calum, you do not see this thing come down from the tree line. And as it does, it rears up almost in a uh, a quick arc, uh, having dived towards the ground. Gwen, you feel like you just have like that innate like, oh, fuck, something's coming. Because, I mean, barbarian <laughs> skills, you can't really be surprised. Um, I can't. As a surprise round begins. So I'd like for everybody to roll initiative to kind of lead into this before the damage is done. Okay. I do have... I do have a thing where I can't be surprised. I am alert. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Gwen, after that, like, brief tail strike, like, you're already, like, on high alert of just, like, what the fuck is happening here? And, like, you turn around and just see what looks like a billowing black sheet that has a, like, a mungfish face upon it with just, like, that extended lower jaw, these gnarly teeth that just seems to kind of float down from the tree line, try and stab at you with this, like, manta ray-esque tail, miss, extend its large, like, flapping wings outward and actually engulf you in a wrap. Ah! Uh, we took a long rest, right? You did, uh, yeah, you did in the cabin. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, okay, how, I'm sorry, how much damage do I take? Uh, so you are going to be taking a total of 10 points of piercing damage. And this creature attaches itself to you. Ah! Ah! Uh, while it is attached to you, you are blinded and unable to breathe while it is attached. Oh boy. So, yeah, it is just, like wrapped, around, like, wrapped around the majority of your body. So I'd like for everybody to roll initiative at this point. So it's more like... Yeah. What was that, Gwen? Oh! I got a three. Two. Nine! I, I got a six. Three. Six. Nine. Arjan, what'd you get? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. I thought you said two for a brief moment. I was like, but you're things plus eight like there's no way all right so whenever i roll low in initiative i always think there's no way that anybody rolled lower than me but caleb always proves me wrong okay if it's one thing that's certain it's caleb's gonna roll low on initiative all right, so we are still in the surprise round. The second one of these creatures. Oh no, there's two. <laughs> also floats down. And as it does, let me see here. Hmm. <laughs> So it is going to come up towards you, Calum, and it is going to try and do the same thing. That is a natural 20. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... That is for... 
14 points of piercing damage. And now you are blinded and unable to breathe as this large, like, uh, as this, like, coat with a face just seems to, like, wrap itself around your upper half and begin the process of squeezing in. So I'm just blinded then. Uh, you are blinded and unable to breathe, but, I mean, eh. That part doesn't really bother you a whole lot. Um, however... There we go. So it has advantage on its tail strike against you. And that is a 14 to hit with advantage. That is a miss. Okay. Sounds good. So that is it for the surprise round, at least for those creatures. Gwen, uh, you act normally in a surprise round as long as you enter a rage, I believe. Is that, isn't that that the way that your uh... barbarian feature works? You can use I, a... Sorry. I took the alert feet. Mm. So, yes. I, I mean, I, I will go into a rage. There's no no worries there. <laughs> uh, yes, Gwen would like to use your bonus action to rage, please. Um, And then I'm going to swing wildly at this thing because, uh, boy, I don't know what's going on. Um, And I shall do so recklessly. God, my plus 14 to hit. What am I? Um, that's a 29 to a hit. 29? Okay, yeah, the 29 most certainly hits that creature. Oh, should it just be straight? Um, am I attacking at disadvantage because I'm blinded? Yes. Okay, my other roll then was a 9, which would still be 23. Okay, that'll hit. Okay, so I, I'll i just count those as my two attacks and roll for damage. Okay, uh, <laughs> sorry. 15, uh, twice. First attack is 15, second attack is 15. Okay, sounds good. It will take both of those and it lets out a might awful sound as you do this. So for a total of 30. Ace. Sounds good. Okay, so then that is it for the surprise round. We are going to be going to the top of the initiative. So Arjan, you were first. What do my draconian eyes see? Draconian eyes. Uh, Arjan, from what you are able to see... Um, you see that there is, uh, like, scanning over to where you heard this groaning noise, uh, maybe about 120 feet away from where you are, uh, you can see that there is Corey. She's looking, like, totally fine. Uh, Calum, like, his top half is wrapped up in this very uh, malign sheet uh, that again has this icky looking face atop it. Uh, and then Gwen is just like knees down, like just sticking out from below. Uh, again, this very, uh, angry looking cloak. Uh, you might even call the, you might even call these creatures cloakers. Uh, we are going to, to make things easier for, uh, the remainder of this encounter. How far are they away? Uh, 120 feet in total. Pew pew. Okay. 
Pachow. Uh, I I want to hit the one on Gwen first. Twenty nine. Okay, twenty nine. That is a hit. Roll for damage. Fourteen. Okay, a fourteen. Uh, 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 question: Did it see me? It did not. Okay. Uh, no. 20 on that so it's fine uh second attack okay does does 20 also hit yes it does uh 18 more points okay and hey it's the first round i'm i'm a dread ambusher ambusher 26 26 to hit to hit yes oh yeah that'll do one additional weapon attack is part of the action deal 188 okay cool 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 188 uh 17 more points okay pew, pew, pew. that's good Alrighty, so this creature is taking quite a bit of damage. But it is still up. That's it. Okay. Does Gwen take any damage? Um I was looking and I cannot find attached to this creature. Oh, a friendly yeah, while attached, host. it only takes half damage dealt to it, rounded down, and the creature takes the other half. It's like the oh. first ruling on this. <laughs> um, teacher, we have homework. Thank you. Uh, so I take five. So, uh, you are going to take because Arjan dealt 15, 18, and 17 in total. They were not mundane damage. They were fire. Okay. All right. Um, 15... So 15 rounded down is seven. seven. 18 is nine, so yeah. 16, and then another eight points of damage, so 24 in total. Can I just say, I went and did putt-putt uh, last weekend, and I was able to add up all the scores, like, just go down because of because of D&D. Thank you <laughs> for letting me show off. Like, go, just go through and add them up, you know. Simple math. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and uh, I, I, I just want to like get a little bit closer, but just like get into a like sniper position on like one of these ruined buildings. Okay. Sounds good. So you are able to do that. I believe you can stealth as a bonus action. I don't believe I can. Okay. I can vanish, but I don't. Yes. Yes. Yes, vanish. You can use the hide action as a bonus action. Yes. Cool. So yeah, you can definitely roll yourself a stealth check. And you still 30. got your... Uh... No, I don't. Oh. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, you still have... 41. Uh... I wanted to say hide in plain sight. That's not the name of it. Pass without trace. That one, yes. 41. I, we've been playing this game for a while. Uh, yeah, 41 will do it. Okay, so that was Arjan's turn. Um... 
Let me see. So, these two cloaks have wrapped around Calum. They have wrapped around. Uh, they have wrapped around um, Gwen, and from the shadows between the trees, uh, you see that there are um, those small-looking, like rabbit skull creatures, um, and one of them is just like pointing towards uh towards your group and Corey, as you look at this creature it is one of those like oh it's almost cute and then you see just like wreathed in these black robes with long pointed claws two sets of glowing red eyes a figure a large-sized creature that is just like mm. If it wasn't for the fact that your face is an actual skull, maybe they would pass as something other than undead. Um, but this creature rears itself into uh, into the battle as well. And seeing you, it is actually going to come and make uh, at least an attempt to make a series of attacks towards you. Um, so let me see here. That is going to be a 21 to hit. Um, yes. Yes, that hits. Okay. So then you are going to be taking 14 points of piercing damage. Minus three because of heavy armor. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this creature is about like fifteen feet away from uh, away from you, Corey. And as it extends this clawed hand out, uh. you can hear the popping noise as its shoulder actually extends out where it should be. The hints, like the traces of muscle still attaching to it, just sort of loosen up to give it that extra reach. And as its claw sinks into you, it then pulls you back uh, <laughs> a good ten feet towards it. Uh, so, you are then considered grappled. Excuse me. That's it is rude. going to make a second claw attack towards you. So, then that is going to be a 22 to hit. Yep. Okay, and that will be for another 20 points of piercing damage. Get over here. As it literally just, like, one claw out, grabs you, pulls you 10 feet. Another claw out, grabs you, pulls you until you are right next to this creature. Well, I was going to help you out, Gwen, but... You know what, actually? Yeah, no, I got this. Okay. So, yeah, this undead has pulled you in. It does not seem to uh, have taken a liking to you, necessarily. Next up are the Vicious Cloaks, um, and they are going to be doing their best to nom on the things that they have caught in their, uh, in their gross, gross hands. Oh, that's where my pencil went. I was looking for it before the game, and I thought I had lost it, but it was just in my dice tray. So, Gwen, the bite that it makes is going to be a 21 to hit you. Yeah, huh? And that is going to be for six points of piercing damage. Cool. 
then it's going to make a secondary attack with its tail. That's a 16 to hit. That meets. Okay. And then that is going to be for 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then Calum is going to do the same thing towards you. Does a 19 hit? Uh, with a shield, it does not. Okay. Sounds good. And then it is going to try and make a tail strike towards you for a 25. That, in fact, does hit. Okay. And then that is going to be for six points of slashing damage. As this thing also continues to stab. Next up, Gwen. Gwen, you are grappled by this thing that is upon you. Um, can I try to make a strength check to get out? Yes, you can. Um, not... also, let me see. You would have taken 14 points of damage from the previous turn when you had actually struck against it because it shares the damage oh, with you. Oh, right. Yeah, so uh, that would also so... have then been halved, so you would take seven. Cool. Just chipping away, yeah. chipping away. All right, uh, I'm going to roll a strength check. I'll just... Gotta go fast! Uh, 24. Okay, yeah, 24. Um, You just, like, now, like, throw your hands off of this creature that then sort of, like, flutters back and has... And is, like... Like, if you've seen uh any of those, like, disc-like fish swimming in the ocean where they're sort of, like, rippling along with mm -hmm. their sides rather than, like, uh, flapping. Like, that is what yeah. this creature is doing, but in the air... And it is just, like, looking at you. You look over and see that Calum is just, like, wreathed in one of these. And then Corey's fighting a Boneman that wasn't there uh, six seconds ago, but he seems to be doing okay. And, like, in the woods, uh, looking at this battle are, like, these those small, like, bone bunny things. Okay, um, I'm going to use my bonus action to summon a, I mean, a manifest and esque echo. Um, I'll bring Salomar now. She doesn't get to play very often. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna action surge, and I'm gonna go over and free Calum. Alright, before you do that, roll me a d4. Why? <laughs> I like this. Two. A two? Okay, Salomar shows up. Why? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try and, uh, break Calum out of this. Okay, yeah, make a strength check. 18. 18, okay. It looks like uh, like going over 20, that was like way easy. Get this the fuck off me. You're small. You could even just like, I have no bones and like slip out the bottom and like it wouldn't know the wiser. But with Caleb, like uh -huh. it seems like it has like a little bit more of like a, a tighter grasp on it. Uh -huh. uh, and as you just like separate this off, like it, it feels weird. Like, ah. why does flesh feel like satin? I don't like this. Like, it is like a, almost like a fabric texture to it as you just like tear it off of your friend. Okay, I did get him out though. Yes. Okay, well. Uh, then that is my turn, right? Both my actions? I believe well, so. Yes. All right, Ooh. so then, Corey, Corey, you are face to face with the Boneman. Yeah, yeah. Um, up in this motherfucker. That's that's who he is. Uh, let me just double check what this does. 
Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. So, um, Gwen and Calum have both been freed from their, from their respective cloaks? Yes. Okay. Well, oh shit, yeah, I forgot I had this. Sorry, I have so many spells, I have so many spells. Yeah? You've got so many spells, huh? <laughs> Listen, I, you're used to it. I'm a paladin. Like, those spell slots of a smites. Um, but speaking of... Uh, you are grappled, mind you. I, I, I recall. I'm 30 feet away from my friends. Yes. Okay. You know what? I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. Let's not make it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, I'm gonna... Use Primal Guardian. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna attack. Okay, and for Primal Guardian, you choose either animal form or like a tree form, right? Yeah, I'm 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 doing fox. Okay. Final destination. But where is Primal Guardian on my list here? Uh, oh, Guardian of Guardian Nature. of Nature. That's the one. Okay. God. All right, using it, doing it, attacking. Okay. Um, th thirty-one to hit. Uh, that's um, you know, it's a little high, but it'll do. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be fifteen slashing damage, and then I'm gonna go ahead and use a smite. Um, let's tentatively do this at third level. Um, so that's gonna be... This is undead, yeah? Yes. Oh, okay. for sure. Okay, so 23 plus 2, um, is 25 radiant damage, yep. and then 4 force damage, because Primal Guardian. Um, and then I'm gonna do a second attack. Okay. Uh, oh, it's a natural 20. <laughs> okay. So that's gonna be 15 plus 8, 23 slashing damage. For sure. Uh, four force damage. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna smite again at third level. Okay. You know, so what? you know what? I'm not twenty. Let's 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 go all out. Yeah. We're, we're doing a, a fourth level smite here. <laughs> okay. Um. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna have to do some math here. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> and it's undead, so don't forget the additional dice for those. Of course. Um. 22 plus 4 is 26, plus 17 is 43. Okay. Let me just, let me just get out a calculator. I'm not gonna. I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing the math game today. Uh, 17 plus 2 plus 4 plus 22 plus. God, um, eight plus six is 59 radiant damage. So a total of 59 radiant. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. 
I forgot that you have uh, sheets. Yeah. Would you, would you like to do all my addition for me? Yeah, I can do that for you. In like, future? I was doing the exact same la thing last night. Okay, yeah, we'll do that then. Yeah. Um, those are my two attacks. Uh, oh, I hit twice. Um, my friends are over 30 feet away from me. That is true. Um, my spell or, shield. Um, Arjan is over 30 feet away from you. Calum and Gwen are both um, maybe like 15 to 20 feet. All right. Uh, half of my level rounded down is eight. Yep. Uh, I'm giving each of them eight temporary hit points because I hit twice. Hell yeah. Because I've suddenly remembered how to use my shield. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'll get better at this, I swear. Okay. And Calum. Calum, Corey is fighting a boneman. There are two of these cloaked figures. Salomarn is here, and then there are those, like, little skull bunny things. And then, like, you try and spot where Arjan is. You heard the sound of patients landing some shots. But he's, he's stealthy. He's a hiding boy. Uh, as long as I've heard patients doing the shots, Calum figures Arjan's fine. Um, steel wind strike on two cloakers and bonemen. Okay. Uh, he's going to appear behind the Boneman. Sure. First one is a 18 for a Cloaker. Yeah, that'll hit. For 32 points of Force damage. Okay. Uh, second Cloaker is a 29. That'll hit. For 34 points of Force damage. And right. finally, for the Boneman... That's a natural one. That misses. Yeah. No, it's not. It is not oh. a natural one. Not with it, me here. With bountiful luck. Bountiful luck, baby. That's a 28. Yeah, that'll <laughs> hit. 32 points of force damage. 42? 32. 32. All right. Well, it only had 20 hit points left. Uh, so, Calum, as you emerge on the other side of this thing, like... Like, one of those, like, push dolls where all of the bones go loose. Like, it very it's, much just, like, collapses into a pile. Basically, he appears behind the boneman and yanks his hand back. He had left flutter where he was standing, and it, like, whips around, hitting both the cloakers. Just barely hitting a uh, missing Cory and goes right through the boneman into his hand. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, that creature is no more... Um, next up, Arjan at the top of the round. How many things are still alive? Two. Okay, is one of them still on Gwen? Uh, Gwen, like, ripped off the two that were on her. Okay, cool. I, I want to aim for another thing that's still alive. Yeah. No, they are both still alive. It's just they are no longer, like, wrapped around your friends. Okay. I'm shooting at one. I don't. I don't particularly care which one. One looks more injured than the other. If that helps, uh, uh, I will. I will try and snipe that one. Okay. It cannot see me. That is correct. Uh, twenty-seven. Okay, so twenty-seven definitely hits. Uh, for thirteen points. Okay. Still up. Uh, 34 to hit. Also hits. Uh, 14 points. 
Okay. It is looking very worse for wear. Has been shot multiple times. Deprived of its meal. But it is still kicking. How much is it still kicking? Um, it's definitely bloodied and looks like uh, and looks like another like maybe another solid volley might do the job. Okay, I will hide again. Okay, sounds good. Um, it is now time for these two creatures. Um, the weaker of the two. Uh, is going to cut its losses and it is going to disengage and then float back up into the tree line to try and get away uh, from the things that are fucking with it. Uh, so it is going up. It is going to try and stealth. Um, it gets a pretty good roll on stealth. Um, as far as seeing it with your passive perception, it is past that line. Um, so it just sort of like goes up into the trees, does not want to be fucking like, does not want to fucking deal with this right now. Um, the second of the two that is still feeling hardy, um, sees, uh, that it is outnumbered. Um, but at the spot that it's at, it is more focused on, uh, on some general blood, uh, that it has seen, uh, coming out of at least one of you um and it is going to go up towards gwen as gwen you have made yourself separated uh from the party because calem transported with his uh with his steel wind strike so it thinks small alone perfect for snacky times uh and it is going to try and bite out at you again that is because you didn't reckless, I don't believe. I did. Oh, you uh, did. Well, no, no, no. I didn't attack recklessly last round. I, don't, I, I was didn't believe freeing so. No. People. Yes. No, I was freeing people. I didn't even attack last round. It got a 10 to hit with its bite. So as it goes to chomp out towards you, it is that very much that like cool anime thing where like you tilt your said just head just out of the way as it goes, but like whatever, man. Like, mm -hmm. you've seen through this before. This isn't mm -hmm. a new tactic. However, it did get a natural 20 with its tail. Ooh, but boy. That's okay. That's, that's, it's, you're doing fine. This is great. Would you smack me with your tail? What are you? 11. Look at this 11 points of slashing damage with Volky the tail. Dokey. And then that is all that it is able to do. Uh, and the uh the these little like skeleton creatures these little like bunny bone bunnies uh as they are watching this happen they seem to like lose interest knowing that like one of them already ran away the big guys down like you just see them sort of like start like receding back into the gloom of the swamp that you are in but gwen it is your turn all right i'm going for the one that attacked me because that fuck that bitch all right. Book. Recklessly attacking. Uh, 24 to hit. And 29. Nope. Plus 14. 29. Okay. Uh, all right. First attack 
is uh, 16 damage and then uh, five fire damage. Okay. And then the second one is... Ah, oh, oh, God, I lost the D6. Oh, it's right here. Cool. Uh, that's 15 slashing and four fire. Okay. Sounds good. So, Corey, you are up next. The only thing, uh, the only creature that is still here that you can see is this cloaker that uh, should have wisened up with its friend. I run over to it. Uh, my movement speed is increased. I'm going to attack it. Okay. Um, that's going to be a 20 to hit. Okay. Uh, nine, nine slashing damage, eight radiant, five force. Uh, I'm not going to use the smite. Uh, second attack, 24 to hit. That'll hit. 11 slashing, four radiant, four force. Alrighty. And that is the end of that creature. Uh, so just with quick, two quick swipes, uh, you put an end to this creature. No issue. Uh, and it has that, like, um, that, like, rippling flutter that it does. Like, I imagine this is almost just, like, a straight, like, Zoro-style cut, where it's just, like, down once and then straight across, and, like, it can't keep itself up. And it just sort of fades to the ground as this dark blood seems to seep from it. Um, and as you, uh, as you were all like looking at this and staring at this cloaker uh, as it begins to expire, um, Arjan, I would say that from the corner of your eye in your vantage point you see on uh on a tree maybe about 80 feet away from you or so what uh the small image of a raven that had landed and was looking at the field as this transpired and began to fly away as it did you watch as a knife shoots through the air and then implants itself into the belly of this raven. As it does, the raven's beak goes to caw out, but then you see that it tenses up and actually snaps itself shut as it reverts into the form of a Shadarkai. And when you see the Shadarkai as it is falling down, you can see that the where the mouth would be is what looks like stretched skin that has been pulled over it as it begins to fall out of the air. Who threw the knife? Make a perception check. Who's driving the tank? 17. A 17? You do not see who threw this knife. However, following... Uh, as you're... Uh, like, as you continue to look, and the rest of you are staring in the direction of where this you had heard this raven fall... There is a moment of pause, and then from that direction, you see what appears to be a black wisp of that kind of miasmatic smoke uh, that seems to emerge from the bushes. And then there is a sound of bushes kind of shuffling as a hooded figure 
wearing uh these kind of dark wearing this kind of dark clothing black bandana style mask that's pulled up around their uh around their lower face uh kind of comes out and looks at the three of you they cannot see you arjan because you are too far away and also hidden you can see that they are wearing almost like a bandolier of like various old knives and they have one in their hand uh, that uh, they are like putting back into uh, a small sheath along their side. And they say to your group, you don't look like you're from around here, but I'm going to let you all know you don't want them finding out where you are. We're aware. Well, that makes things easy. Friend or foe? Depends. You work for the big one? Nope. Friend just as we can be. You also all made pretty quick work of everything that was going on here, so I'd rather you all be my friend. And you see them kind of like pull the hood back and they have like this kind of like, like dirty red hair, but they have a almost like muted pink skin. Uh, it's not humanoid uh, or it's not like human coloration you would see. Um, and they pull down that uh, half mask that they're wearing around their face and they give you a smile. Uh, and upon looking, you see that this is a half-elf uh, that's staring back at you. And he says, um, the name's Lessonor. It's nice to meet you. Or at least I hope it will be again. I'm really not trying to cause any problems here. Caleb's going to sheath his spear behind him. Yeah, uh, we're, you know, just, we got places to be, so we can't really, like, we got to get in and get out sort of situation. Uh, Corey kind of shakes themselves a little bit and the primal guardian drops. Um, they crack their neck and uh, give him a look up and down. Divine sense. Divine sense? Nothing. Cool. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, and Lessonor says, get in, get out in where? exactly the swamp it's not exactly a prime place for quick access if you don't know where you're going Caleb's just gonna sorry afraid we're looking to visit the queen now again this sort of relies on the friend and foe disparity that we had a little bit ago yeah yeah <laughs> We're not chill with her. Uh, you know, it's cool if you are. Everyone's no, entitled to their own know, beliefs. No. But like, you know. No, I am um, ambivalent, I would say, towards her. So you're like a god? What? No. That's omnipotent. No, I just. He doesn't care. Look. As it would stand, I would like to get in to the Fortress of Memories myself. If you're all going that direction, maybe we can help each other out. I have 
Well, I have a safe place, not too far from here. You can pick up some tools, at least talk this over. Can oh, I? Very much. Yeah. Insight <laughs> check. <laughs> Make an insight check. Oh, I got a 17. Thanks, D&D Beyond. What does the okay. fox who lives in my sword think of this guy? <laughs> the fox who lives in your sword uh, slash your crazy. ring <laughs> yeah. uh, is kind of telling you um, the same thing that uh, Gwen gets with her 17 on an insight. Arjan, uh, what was your insight? 16. 16. So you all are like a little curious about this fellow. Like they seem like not, they don't seem standoffish. The fact that you are in this place, they seem almost like they're a little bit easily trusting of you all, but you're outsiders. And he recognizes okay. that you're outsiders. And he seems to kind of be doing the same kind of look up and down at each of you as you are talking. Well, at least the ones that he can see. Yeah, Arjan is going to uh, approach from behind him and just over his shoulder. And what do you want from within the Fortress of Memories? Arjan, as you get closer... One of the things that you notice about the robe that this individual is wearing is that it looks like it has eye style patterings all oh, along <laughs> its uh like mm. all along its make and without turning their head just looking straight forward at the rest of you hands at the sides like steadily bringing them up just says i was told by the savior of that bird and he points towards Serial that the key to finding out who my parents are lies inside of that fortress never really knew who they were I'm just curious there are a lot of tales that get told living around here I'm not sure if many of you again are familiar with the goings on of this place our people have been here a while and when i say our people i mean the natural inhabitants of the land we get told tales we get told all sorts of things like the fact that beyond the realms what my grandparents used to say is that there's this thing called a sun just this bright ball in the sky that's just going to sort of exist goes to sleep on its own that sort of thing most people don't believe the stories anymore and i'm not one to lie i don't really believe it either but what i do believe based off of what the abuela told me is that inside that fortress lies the answer that I'm looking for. Not just about my parents. Not just about the sun. But everything that we've been looking for. Then, if I'm able to actually get in and find what I'm looking for, I can go back to those assholes in Toramon and prove them wrong. I'm oh. sorry, what are, what are you trying to prove? 
the existence of a sun. No, the sun, the sun is real. The sun is real. And you see, like, their eyes sort of narrow, and you get the sense that they're making an insight check against you. Uh. <laughs> oh, we're being so, yeah. truthful. Yeah. I mean, the sun is real. Also, the moon, we've been there. Mm. Um, and the earth is round. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, this we're on a different planet. I don't know, about, don't know about this one. Yeah. I'm going can... to assume this place, the land of shadow, from what we've been told, from what I have been told by the people who live in Toramon, by my grandparents, by my teachers, this land itself is a grim reflection of everything that happened upon the material plane. That's what they always say. I don't know if that's true. I'd like to find out. Someday. I hope they don't have a Caius. What's a Caius? You know what? Let's deal it's with what's not in front of us. Let's walk and talk. Hmm. Are like you in the creepy old tower? Uh, and he sort of like looks at you. And then he sort of like kind of smiles and says... If somebody's already found out where it is, I suppose it's probably time to move soon anyways. And he will lead you maybe about 500 feet or so to this oddly uh, leaning tower that seems to be like the top part of one that is uh, in the process of like declining more into the swamp. Uh, and as he crosses over what looks like a window, uh, not necessarily a doorway, he like leans in uh, and just says, um, "Watch your step; it's a bit of a doozy." And then, like, he takes like one step in, and then you hear the sound of his boot like splashing into some water. Arjan, can you just? Would you mind? Thank you. Her feet dangle a little bit. Yeah, and he uh, takes you into this building um, and says, before we begin, I realized that there are certain pleasantries that I did not extend. My name is Lessonor. You can call me Lee or Lessie if you want or play your cards right and he like winks over towards uh winks over towards you cory and he says you can call me senor i don't really know what that word means but abuela told me that that was something i should say to people it, it it's mister oh hmm. he just <laughs> you, sort of like shrugs i think what you should really go for is if you get your cards right you can call me poppy and he thinks about it those Corey letters kind aren't of, even in my name. Corey kind of pushes uh, Calum a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and you see him like Taxi? move aside a... Um, he moves aside a... Uh, um, like a, a tarp that's been set up. And as you get close, now that you can see it, it looks like he has skinned a cloaker uh, to actually like use uh, use their skin as just general fabric. 
um, and says, welcome to my humble abode. I would offer you a little bit of food, but um, I honestly don't have that much here. I don't need much. Yeah, I do. I- I'm Gwen, by the way. Any nods? Has anybody been hurt significantly? Eh. Not that bad. Mm-hmm. How much. bad? <laughs> I, I took like 50. Do we need to take a rest? Uh, rest and talk. Yeah. More than welcome to do it here. Long enough for tea? What's tea? Calum, by the way. Oh, you poor soul. Corey uh, slips off their pack and begins to set up tea. Okay. And as you say, you poor soul, and begin to uh, make tea for what you're assuming is uh, the first time uh, for Lee, that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. We're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. We're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We've returned from our break, and I am just... There is a tension that you AudioCast listeners do not get to experience, but man, alive, I am fucking... Steven. Yeah? <laughs> when does a joke become a dad joke? When? Whenever the punchline becomes apparent. Oh, LB's left. She's fucking gone. Hi, LB. That was incredible. It's, it, it, it's been two weeks. We Nobody had to... this planned. Look, we it's are, okay. Are, um, it's, the, the fucking show started, and I was all like, "Oh no!" Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm gonna do right now? I'm gonna make a Google calendar with just a reminder. I will ask all of you to join it. A Google calendar. Uh, a Google calendar. Google. Yeah. Oh, Google. a Google calendar. I heard Google, like a spirit calendar. And I was like, the you're, fuck is this about? You're still in Halloween brand, man. Yeah. I also heard Google calendar. I have trouble enunciating things sometimes. That's okay. I clearly do I, because I just said calendar. That's how colloquial <laughs> Calder. <laughs> and with all of this joyous laughter and raucous givings, Let's go back to the land of despair, shall we? So, already there. You guys are in this like pseudo sinking tower with your new compatriot. I wouldn't call him a friend just yet because you just met him and your group has a, has a few trust issues with new people. Uh, but the individual known as Lessonor. They are a half elf um, with reddish hair and sort of like a muted pinkish skin. Um, and uh, they have agreed, or at least are uh, in, in acceptance of allowing you into their home. Um, Gwen introduced herself. Corey has uh, agreed to make some tea. And I think that when we come back, the tea will have been finished steeping. Uh, do you all introduce yourself to this individual? Yeah. Yeah, we exchange names. Um. 
Lessonor, quick question to you. Yeah. How do you avoid the whole teleportation problem when you make camp? I don't know what you're talking about. To about last night, we made camp somewhere and woke up in a totally different place. And you just like you set out your pitons, you made your tent. Well, I did. And then you just woke up and you were in a different place. I made an extra dimensional space where we could rest. See, that's your problem right there. Magic doesn't work a lot of the same ways here, especially when it comes to getting out. Mm. Mm. So even if you made an extra dimensional space, my guess is that it doesn't play by the same rules coming back in. At least after, again, extended period of time. And if no one was looking at it. Oh, so it's an object permanence thing. There needs to be someone there to view where you're staying for it to... Possibly. Hold. That sounds very Feywild to me. I'm not exactly... I have a few tricks up my sleeve, but I'm not magically oriented. If that makes mm. sense. Right. It's fair. I have no idea what that is, but I'm it is steep leaves and water. Leaves and water? That doesn't sound very delicious. It is a hot drink. It is a it's hot not. drink. He... I mean, it is a hot drink. It's not delicious. And like, you see, like, he sort of like squints his eyes a little bit. I'm about to blow this man's mind. <laughs> I put honey in his drink. Oh! And Caleb, no, it's too much. You see that he goes to, like, take a sippy. Fuck, that's hot. And uh, when he takes that sip, he just, like, immediately just, like, like, it's like it is too much. It is far too sweet for him. He just, this is, um, is this common where you're all from? This... Unfortunately. Cracker? When you just can't say that on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> and he will extend his hand out and take it. And he like bites in to this like probably like unsalted plain ass cracker. And he's just like, like you can see that there is a look of satisfaction. Like, oh yeah, that's the good stuff right there. I'm talking about. Uh, he, and... he probably doesn't have a sweet tooth, Caleb. Uh, Corey just switches cups with him. Yeah, and he then, like, looks at it, looks at you. Sniff, sniff. Sniff, sniff. And, like, just seems to, like, take a sip uh, of, of said tea. And this time, like, you can see that there is that just, like, not as bad as it could have been. A little warm. I'll take it. And he just sort of like, he just lets it sit there until it's like a little bit more drinking temperature. So do you know a way into the fortress? Yeah. I've By... not 
the fortress proper, but I have been into Eventide. At the base of the Fortress of Memories, the big castle-looking thing that I'm assuming you've all seen if you're planning on going there. There is a city. Mm-hmm. It's well defended by the Ravens. has been since before the Long War. From I've been able to get in a few times. Sort of look around. It, it helps if you know how to maintain an air of stealth about you. And when he says that, he looks over towards Gwen and Corey and then looks over towards you, Calum, and then looks towards Arjan and just sort of like, you'd be fine. Um, the rest of you would might have to um, make less noise when you're going into a place like that, if possible. It's okay. Calum can turn me into a duck. I'm guessing he's your wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm the hitty one and the one who gets hit. Well, if you have a hitty one, there might be another way into Eventide. Something that would make things a little bit easier. Okay. There's a series of tunnels that go near the city. Originally, they were meant for, uh, well, funerals. But when the ravens stopped dying and started turning into gases, they didn't exactly need the burial tunnels anymore. From what I can gather, they run fairly close to the sewer system that's beneath Eventide. If someone was strong enough, and based off of what your friend is saying, Gwen that you are strong enough well a wall is a wall until it's a hole we could turn that hole into a doorway into the underside of the city and from the underside of the city then we could make our way towards the fortress fortress uses the same sewers as everywhere else have you been into these funeral tunnels do you know what the layout's like what kind of things will be in there as far as things that are in there, nothing too pretty. I can tell you that much. The stuff that's out here, the undead, cloakers, those kinds of things, you don't really have to worry about too much. Once you get out of the swamp anyways, through the wastes, well, you have to worry about the collectors, the spirits, the will-o'-wisps. But in the burial chambers, a lot of undead. A lot of undead that would prefer that you not be there. Fortunately for us, I'm the shiny one, which means I can handle undead. So I saw. So if we have a means of making the undead either uncaring or piles of bones bone Corey points if we can do that bone yes I heard you the first bone yes I'm not, ta- no, I'm we, not talking we to have... you you don't know about our bone 
Yeah, let me think. show you my bone. It, no, it, guys, <laughs> implications. <laughs> we received this boon from someone out in the, uh, well, back there, and apparently if we use it, we can speak with the undead. They'll be friendly to us for a time. Well, that makes things a little bit easier. Well, I do think it's in a range, so might want to use it when we're desperate. I'll trust your discretion on that one. It's your bone. You can use it as you want. God damn it. Oh, well, uh, can we just call it the relic, please? I, you were the one who called it a bone. If you want to call it a relic from now on, I'm more than willing to party on that one. I have a question. Hopefully I have an answer. Uh, you've been mentioning that the uh, travel to and from extra-dimensional spaces is difficult at best. Hmm. Teleportation between planes is also similarly. If that one was on board, I don't think that my grandparents would have stuck around here. Well, we are the heroes of the mortal realm, so if you're going to get out, it's going to be with us. We'll see how far that goes. Is it all teleportation or all? As far as I can tell, if you're looking for quick jaunt somewhere if you're going from a point A to a point B here no problem some problem but for the most part if it's up to about 60 feet or so no real issue there oh. are others that have dabbled with the closer to about 500 foot range and uh, mixed results at best so dimension doors off the table then is this extra planar travel, well, the issues with it, her doing? My guess it would be the nature of this place. From what they taught us in Toraman, it had something to do with the creation of the queen. That when she became what she is today, that holes were torn open in the sky. That originally we were all from a place that had this sunlight in it and then for some reason my ancestors decided that they wanted to be here of all places that they could make a, a stake for themselves that they could lay claim to some of this new land that had been discovered so they all came here and then they realized that they couldn't go back Toramon's the last of our cities. Well, last one standing. Well, I suppose we'll be tackling that problem at its source. <laughs> Corey just takes a sip of tea. You're really planning on going up against her. Yeah. Honestly, 
she's like the fifth god we've talked well the fifth god we've gone up against and you know we're still here so kind of just like another tuesday am i right what's tuesday it's the worst day of the week i guess it would kind of always be like tuesday around here then yeah, that's why we need to get the fuck out as soon as we can. So we got a plan. When are we going to go? Well, uh, and he stands up uh, and goes over to the trunk that was kind of placed against the wall that Arshan had seen earlier. Uh, and you see that he pulls out a scroll as well as, um, as well as uh, what looks like um, like another dagger. Um, and he sets uh, the scroll and the dagger onto the table. Um, and, he, like, this dagger is sheathed still, but he, um, or I guess he wouldn't set it onto the table. He would set the scroll and then he, like, places the dagger onto his hip. Um, and then uh, unfurls the scroll. Uh, and he, it looks like partial maps uh, have been made, kind of just, like, really rudimentary ones. Um and he says, um, from what I've been able to see of Eventide, this is the general layout of the city. If you are planning on going above ground, which I highly recommend we do not, if we're all going about this together, you would need to go down these pathways to get to the center fortress. I've been able to spot it mm, Generally, from what I've been able to gather, I haven't been able to get there myself. If I had, I doubt we would be having this conversation. The tunnels. I'm guessing, again, I know where they connect to the sewer as far as what the layout of the sewer is. Generally speaking, a sewer system goes off of main thoroughfare. What the general roads are, if we take the sewer to where we know the fortress is there might be blocks there might be gates in the way but that's where your strength would come in handy that's where your cunning would come in handy that's where your magic would come in handy and then that's where i'm sure your ability to turn the undead would also come in quite handy i don't know what exactly lies in the sewers but if it's anything like what's in the surface or in the tunnels i'm guessing that it's not that good It's a shit show either way. <laughs> All right. From his maps and what he has told us about where the sewers is in the thoroughfare, could I make a history check to try and do like a generalized layout of the sewers and what I know from like my knowledge? Yes. Like, what I want to do is try and path away it to the center fortress. That's short. You can try. You can certainly yeah. try. Twenty nine. Okay. Uh, a twenty nine. Based off of the general town. And like the layout that has been provided by Lee, um, 
as you're looking at it, you have a general sense of where the sewers might be. This is old architecture. This is uh, like old city layout, like kind of like um, uh, like when you look at like grid based city planning and then you look at like classic city planning, like that kind of thing. Like this is very much a like it's kind of up in the air as to whether or not this will be the correct path or not, but you're assuming uh, based off of other cities that you've studied that this might be the way that it goes. Um, but as far as like a dedicated, like, yep, nope, it's going to go right here to here to here. Uh, you're just not really sure. Okay. He'll, you at least have a good, you have a general sense. He'll take out some scrap parchment and kind of look over the map and start tracing out what he thinks is the sewer route, overlay it over, underlay it underneath the parchment, and like hold it against a light source. I guess something like that might work. And Lee sort of like squints his eyes and looks towards it. And kind of like rubs his chin and then just nods and says we should be able to get in that'd be my guess anyways again once we get into the actual underside of the fortress we're either going to need some way to steadily get up into it, hope that there's a doorway, or make our own. If we're making our own, unless you have any way to do that, motioning towards Calum, we might be making a little bit of noise, but generally speaking, could give me a easier. yeah give me a bit to look over my spell book i think there might be something in here hmm. uh, let's look through Caleb's spell book nope nope legend lore that could come in handy ah legend lore on the sewers of the for on the fortress of memories i mean <laughs> If there is some sort of floodgate or entrance way, I could use an animate object spell on it to let us pass freely. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I suppose we're just going to have to wait until we have eyes on it. I'm kind of like Gwen. I hit hard, but like in the magic sense. Yeah, I could hear. You're not exactly quiet with your casting. All right. Now or never, I guess. All right, let's fucking do it. Ori cleans up the tea. You all seem very gung-ho about what you're doing here and it's the right attitude to take and you wow. see he just like 
slams the remainder of his tea and just sort of makes like a kind of face and then like hands it back to you, Corey. Well, the Raven Queen does have my daughter, so you can count that as a bit of uh, inspiration on this charge. (laughs) Lee just sort of like shakes his head. Just you are all in it with her. I think you could call it personal. Yeah. You said before, forgive me. You said before the ravens don't die. Yeah. They used to at one point. Then she got smart. Well, smarter. Ever noticed that when any of them die, they just sort of into smoke and feathers? I'm going uh, home. Corey's brow knits uh, and they look over at the rest of the group and just says she doesn't let them die. Ugh, that's really fucked up. If it helps, they don't, rem- <laughs> they don't keep their memories. As we've seen, that's kind of worse. Corey, can I... Sorry, Lee, just real quick. Group huddle. Take your time. I need to get packed up anyways if we're going to be all going about this. Oh. I should tell him. What? Why do you want to tell him? I'm Shatterkai. Okay. Is that a secret? Kind of hard to tell with the mask on. Oh, yeah. You might have some reserve. They might have some reservations against, you know, the people. Uh, yeah, but you're not, I mean, you're, you're kind of a lich, right? Yeah, I don't think that makes it any better. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, the devil you know. Also, and you're not necessarily like them. Yeah. Also, is it a hereditary thing? Because if I die, do I go back to little doll or do I just get snapped back into the fortress of memory well clearly she doesn't have hold of you or else she would have gotten you when you died previously out there in here it might be different Hmm. then we just can't let you die yeah don't do that (laughs) sorry hey Lee I'm gonna lore dump on you real quick And Lee, just, like, over by this trunk, you see is, like, putting, like, they have, um, what looks like a dagger, but the hilt is made of, um, like, fused silver pieces that they then just, like, stick on, like, stick into their bandolier and just, all right, um. I'm gonna need you to not freak out. And Lee stands there and says uh and when you say not freak out he says um not freak out as in i should have my hands raised or not freak out as in i should be sitting down for this one yes and he will just like from where he's standing very uh dexterously like crosses his legs a little bit and just goes into like a crisscross seat 
and just puts his hands up where you can see them. So a very long time ago, a Shatterkai baby made it to the material plane. Was not raised Shatterkai, was raised to be a cleric. Is He's back here to save his daughter. That's the one. Yeah. Take that as you will. I, as long as you are helping us, I don't mean to sound this threatening, but no harm shall come upon you on my end. See, you say that it's not a threat, but that does sound awfully threatening. Sorry, I grew up not really sociable. A, like, puts a finger up and says, You don't talk as quietly as you think that you do. I don't care if you're a Shadar Kai. Sweet. And he motions to himself and says, If I had a problem with Shadar Kai, I would have done something about myself a long time ago. Wait, what? He just like look, like blank stare looks at you and he says, there aren't exactly a whole lot of elves around here. Hmm. So I'm hmm. not first generation, if that's what you're thinking. So it's the first generation that are basically beholden to the Raven Queen. What? No. What? I might be I might not be on the same page as you here. All right, I'm going to let I'm going to let you in on my own lore dump, if you will. Hands down. Crisscross applesauce is in front of him. Yeah. And he just like puts his hands down as well and like sets them onto his knees and says When we first started colonizing, I say we being the Hogren Empire. We showed up Initially, not all the Shadarkai were animositous towards us. They helped us in certain ways. We helped them in others. Then, mages discovered that there is a underlying sense of, they call it the thread, the weave, something along those lines that goes through this place. They wanted it for themselves. Raven Queen, being the deity that she is, didn't particularly like that. Hence, that is where the Long War, also known as the War of the Ravens, began. Hogren Empire versus an Undying Army. Undying Army, I think, has a little bit of a higher chance. Before that happened, the Fresh Ones the newest Shadarkai from what Grandpa told me. He was kind of a dick. What he told me was that there were early on commingling between the two. To, and he motions to himself a degree. Because of that, there are a few of us half-elves out there. Not very many. Hmm. Alright. 
at this point, it's really more just my ears are slightly pointed and I have, well, a certain coloration, one might say. Right. That and I'm a little bit more adept at surviving in these lands than other folk. Hmm. Are there still a contingent of Shatterkai that are not underneath the Raven Queen's influence? If there like, was, they died out long, long ago. And filled her ranks. Got it. Can you even imagine what that must have been like? Shatterkai non-beholden to the Raven Queen, still living in the Hogren Empire, Hogren starts getting all weird and xenophobic. Those same people that were trying to seek asylum who die, they see on the battlefield the next day. Interesting, to say the least. Once in the background, just like, uh... That's not very different than what we do. <laughs> Necromancer. Hopefully, when we're done here, we can stop that cycle. I'm rooting for you. I really am. Because if you all die, well, all five of us are in there. And it's just me that's left. I don't exactly think I'm going to be making it out. And I kind of enjoy living. I suppose we shall all have to look out for each other. Yeah, and if you betray us, I will split you in twain. All right. I think we made that clear with the whole, this is, doesn't sound like a threat thing, but it actually is. I uh, am very no, that, familiar with threats. That was a threat. I just, you know, you seem pretty cool, and I, I but I just have to, as the, the party's, uh, you know, security... It's, it's more like a redlining thing. I'll let you all know right now why I'll pose a question. It's rhetorical. Why would I betray a group from the outside who's made it clear that they don't like the Raven Queen and are planning on going into her fortress to fight her head on when I also want to go into the Fortress of Memories, the same place where you're going. I don't care one way about fighting her or not. Personally, I think that's suicide. But I am a man of honor. I was raised that much. If you help me in, you take me to the place where I can find out who my family is who my parents are. They'll help you on your thing. <laughs> I want to know. And the easiest way for me to know is to go into that vault. All right. From what we had heard based off of back when things were a little bit um, more succinct between our groups. 
the vault is full of things. Precious memories appears, precious materials, mundane things are mundane memories. But you'll always know which one are yours. Throughout the entire vault, you'll know which ones are yours. Hmm. All right, Les. I guess we're going to move out in about 30. Nods again. And you see, uh, when you say move out in 30, again, he nods and then just like goes over to the trunk, pulls out what looks like um, like a loaf of old bread that like he can't even like pull fresh bits off of. He takes one of his knives and just like stabs into the top part, and it's almost like he's chipping a rock. Then he takes out some water, puts it into like a very like mm. old cup, puts the Ugh. puts the bread into the water to help soften it up for a little bit, and then just pops it in. You're going to have a time on the material. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. So, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. What do we do? I'm thinking we hit the sewers, take those funeral tunnels in. If you're okay with that, Arjun. I've been sitting here contemplating whether or not we would actually be able to circumnavigate this, but it sort of hinges on whether or not we would be able to get to the house. Sorry, remind me again, which house? Our house. Oh. You're muted, LB. Being in our house, that wasn't important. We could try to summon Gideon here. I do have a few more um, silver doorknobs. Sounds like a bad idea. It does. It, it would be risky. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps they'd be able to get here easily, but I my, doubt that it would be able to leave. My thought would be to attempt to get into the house. You all wait there. I find a way in. And then open the door on the other side. I mean, if you don't, I mean, unless you think it's too dangerous, I'm down. Wonder if that will... researcher back there has a spell book that I could take Gander at. The necromancer? Asshole. If things go sideways down there in the tunnels, Arjan, I'd like for us to be there with you. Uh, well, 
in this hypothetical plan, I wouldn't be going in the tunnels. Up and over? Quietly? Yeah. Kalen, how many people can you cast Polymorph on? Well, one at the moment. I didn't think to take the... Uh, didn't think to research into mass polymorph. Though, what can I do? Because if we just want Arjan to do all of the sneaking, polymorph all of us. Yeah. Maybe. Hold on. It'll take some doing, but I think I might be able to do it. Give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves as RJ does some quick research. Caleb's nose goes into a book. Uh, Arshan? Yes? Come, come here. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, are you sure you want to do this by yourself? I feel like it's less risky than going in drawing attention to ourselves and also having to cut our way through a whole bunch of undead. Are you just uncomfortable about there being a bunch of undead? Well, obviously, but I I also think that we'll be drawing a lot of attention to ourselves. Okay. Just making sure. I just kind of want to go. I, I also really just, yeah, want to go. I feel like this is a much more direct way of doing this. Okay. Break. She claps. And Lee just like looks over at your group. He's on like his third like chunk of hard bread that he's been <laughs> dipping in water. Uh, have you ever uh, had beer? And he sort of like looks at you. It's like the fermented moss water, right? Lord, pulls out her alchemy jug. Beer! Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the foley. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, here, try this. And he... He goes to drink it, and then Corey's hand goes over it. How strong is that moss water? And he just sort of, like, looks at you and strong like you ever been inebriated there's some wild boxes around here just have a few sips it's fine it's 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 a, it's a light brew we're Corey, day drinking like, Corey takes their hand away and then just like keeps an eye on him and lee like looks at you and he takes like you just pass him a jug and say only mm -hmm. take a few sippies though Yes. So he like sniffs it at first and just like looks at you, Gwen, looks at Corey, and then he just sort of like sets the jug back down. Did you make an IPA? Yeah. Oh. 
And he no, I, he sort of looks and just. I understand experimenting with poisons. <laughs> oh no Sorry. no no! Uh, no, this is for Gwen. Is gonna take it and then drink from it. <laughs> and he a... just sort of like looks at you. <laughs> Says, it's more for the taste, and it warms your body. Yeah. I you drink I'm... IPAs for the taste? <laughs> <laughs> I have a very discernible palate, and it is not good. Listen, I can, I can drink anything as long as it gets me drunk. <laughs> I'm not one for Illustra Pale Ales. Just putting it out there. Illuskin Pale Ale. Incredible. Illustrian. <laughs> I feel like Eluskin Pale Ale is actually That's more That's the Faerunian version, yeah. For fucking sure. And Lee just says, um, how about this? How about after everything that we do, once we're all done, mm. we can share some of that lesser poison? Fine. Glenn downs it. Don't want to waste it. Wait, is it is it bad if I finish it? Is that one of the things? So, um, it's an alchemy jug. You you're yeah. probably fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's only good. four gallons. Hey, only Corey. four gallons of beer. Caleb <laughs> Caleb would like to share his research. Hey, Corey, hmm? would you happen to have a dispel magic in your repertoire? Um, that's a good question. I changed paladins at some point. Let me double check. Because if anything, I can cast a dispel magic into the ring of storing or spell oh, I storing. I do have a dispel magic. Cool. Um, here's a thought. I could turn into a purple worm and we could just burrow into the city. Avoid the funeral tunnels. Won't that make like tremors and shit? How if are I we burrow... supposed to follow behind a worm? They're like this big. Caleb will move his book in front of him to show the sketch of a purple worm that he's made. And that's to it's, scale? It's literally yeah, this, like... Yeah, this it, little thing down here is like... Caleb if you see this little no, that's thing. a person! It's the it's the drawing in the player's handbook that like shows size models. It's all like <laughs> this is small size, this is medium sized, large, growth. Mm -hmm. gargantuan. These are like apex predators where you're from, right? Like they they have taken over everything. I'm guessing. Yes. 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 Uh, what well, they they are very high up the food chain, but surprisingly, no, they're not apex predators. They don't just consume nice. everything and turn it into a massive desert. No, there actually, are that consume <laughs> these. Yeah. Is that a Dune reference? <laughs> are we doing Dune references? Actually, uh, purple worms are very good for the environment and mining towns. Their caverns are typically filled with uh, unprocessed metals. And it processes the metals by eating them. And no. pooping them out, yes. Shit. Let me have something! <laughs> You're pretty, Gwen. Okay. So, there's my half-assed plan, which involves uh, fucking with teleportation magic in an area that is known to fuck with it. 
there is Kalen's plan of pepper worming up through the castle. Well, not through the castle per se, but if I could get a guesstimation of where that break-in is between the funeral tunnels and the sewage, we could just bust on through without having to deal with any of the undead. Or cut a undead bloody swath through sewers and hope that we can find a way up into the castle. That too. I like the wormy plan. If, All right, but we're going to have to do it at a, in a way that it's not going to cause tremors in the surface because that would be a, a giveaway, you know? Yeah. If I hold that form for more than an hour, I will. It becomes permanent. So, hey, that's why I asked for the dispel magic. Caleb, hand on your shoulder. I can end any spell you want me to. Without using a spell slot. Can you end the spell known as depression? That's not a spell. That's a character type. <laughs> it doesn't say humanoid there, it just says depressed. Yeah, we would just need to be able to time it correctly, and I have another spell that lasts an hour that we could use to gauge it. All right. Haven't turned into a purple worm before. This will be fun. Uh, yeah. Are we are we going to go ahead with this? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Lee just like nods and says, "I mean, I had a plan to get us in, but uh, this seems." <laughs> I'm, I'm... Voluted and 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 ridiculous. Yes, that's where we go. That's that is our that is our road. I was that we going take. to say uh, interesting, as well as I've never seen one of these purple worm things before, and I would be lying if I said I was a might bit curious, or I was curious rather. Senor lesson, I'm sure that the DM worked really hard on the undead and. <laughs> That's where you're wrong, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there uh, a significant amount of rope uh, in the area, or do we have enough on us? Rope? Yes. Uh... Purple, purple worm, go fast. We need to trail behind it. Purple worm, make hole. Purple go worm. through hole. <laughs> I don't think we'll lose it if that's what you're worried about. <laughs> I love high level D&D. This is some dumb shit and I'm so here for it. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta go through this maze. What maze? Says the wizard. <laughs> okay, so uh, when you start talking about rope, Lee like, I kind of like bites on his finger a little bit and says... I only have about 150 feet. I've got 50. How big is look is if that so with the 50 scale with the 50 feet of rope will we be able to tie a, a pretty significant like harness around it and then be able to use the 100 feet of rope to uh make, make a, a couple sled? Of... Well, not a sled. 
like a but wakeboard that we can all sit on. Corey throws their shield down, just stands I, on it. I was thinking, I know Corey and Arjan have shields. And I can ride Arjan. Gonna yeah. do some breath and wild in this bitch. We are we are doing the Saint Seal stuff. Except on a Molduga. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, okay. This will be fun. And Lee just like looks like looks at this plan as a base level and you can see that there is like like there is just like vapid expression of just like what the fuck is going you know what <clears throat> uh for sure. size comparison just think about this tower okay if we have this tower to go off of let's figure out the rope situation if we need more, I know where to get some. But the collectors don't exactly like me taking things from there. Now, when you say collectors, are they more, you know, go out and grab stuff a la scavenger, or... Couldn't you fabricate some rope? I could if I had prepped the spell. Hmm collectors giant mechanical monstrosities made by necromancers originally they were meant to go out onto the battlefield find bodies pop them onto their backs take them back to the necromancers and then they would do their thing now, i don't like that at all, all. The necromancers are dead but their goal their job is still to go out and collect gear so they collect as much gear as they can they take them to stockpiles the only problem is, well, problem. And he makes like a hand wavy kind of motion like, yeah. These collectors don't operate on the same functions. So one collector will see another stockpile as things that it needs to take. So you find stockpiles all around the wastes, sometimes small groupings of weapons, other times large groupings of weapons, gear, other things that were left behind during the War of the Ravens. It's, it's just a morbid game of Capture the Flag. What's that? I'm assuming Capture the Flag is like what they're playing based off of the analogy, so yes. 50 feet of rope comes out of Calum's portable hole. And Lee just sort of like looks at the portable hole just like, my god. What I would give for one of these. Play your card right and uh well when we get you back to the material plane to play my cards right that if all things go well how about this how about we just focus on getting into the fucking place yeah yeah let's just fucking go okay like, don't give me things to hope for hope doesn't last long here it's tuesdays all year round the shadow is the november of the month hey i like november oh, you take that that's back depressing. All right. Lee pulls out his 150 feet of rope. And then together, you attempt to tie around this tower just to gauge it. Uh, and it works, and there is still, like, maybe, like, 25 feet of rope that's off of it, right? Or no, if he had 150, there still, like, I'd say there's, like, a good 75 feet of rope that still comes out. 
I would think. Minimum. <laughs> While we're like gauging the size of this rope, like Corey, like pulling on the rope, kind of like looks over at Calum and just says, How intelligent is a purple worm? Are you going to be able to stay on task? If I focus really hard on trying to get to this thing, I think it'll work out. They're not mm. that smart. But from my experimentations with the spell, I should view you all as my friends still, so no backlash. And Lee just sort of like hand raised. Yes, Lee. Friend. Friend. Thumbs up. Under what but circumstances do I end the spell on you? Hopefully when we get there. Um, if you need me to stop at any point in time, you know, rampage-wise. All right. How fast can you burrow? Oh, let me do some mental math. About 30 feet every six seconds. 60 if I really hustle. As a pseudo guide for this situation I just want to know how long you're going to be in that form as far as distance goes so that way I can find us a place that's a good entryway let's find us a place that it doesn't take me an hour to get there 45 minutes got it so tell me how fast you can go on a minute-by-minute minute basis. You're gonna have to make me fucking do the mental math, aren't you? Yes, uh, I am. It, it, 600 feet. 600 feet, yeah. Per minute. We should be able to find a place in the wastes. Either that or a little bit closer up, but we'll probably want at least some cover in doing this. Yeah. If I could start underground, all the more the better. And he said, uh, Lee says, well, there's the start of the tunnels that we would have been going into anyways. If you just want to make a hard veer or just go down below straight and then we'll figure out how to make you go upwards when we get there but if we're breaking in through the sewers through the ground that is going to be quite a ruckus <clears throat> do you have the ability to make a environment silent. Not one that could move with us. It doesn't need to move. The mo if you have a ring that you can put spells into, when you break through the ground, one of us can cause the silence to prevent the sound of infrastructure breaking beneath the city. 
I've got a question. Out of character. Yeah. Would Pass mm -hmm. Without a Trace work on a purple worm? As long as it's within 10 feet and you view it as a friendly. You're still destroying a bunch of infrastructure. That would make the worm silent. Not, you know, the sewer falling in. Uh, patience is expended. So I wouldn't be able to do it. Okay. I do not have silence prepared. That'd be like a tomorrow thing. It'll take us a little bit to get to where we need to go. If all of you need to wait until the until, I would say morning, but if you need to wait a full rest, we can get there. You can rest there. You do it the old-fashioned way, so that way you aren't disappearing. Take watches. Make sure the ravens don't come to see us. If they do, I'll take care of them. Mm, that's the cleric spell. I cannot, in fact, silence myself. Never mind. It is a bard cleric ranger spell. Silence? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. You learn something thunk? new every day. Yeah. So Lee gets a like small satchel with him. He's got his stuff on. He's ready to go out whenever, wherever you guys are, or whenever you guys are. Let's go. Okay. So he puts his hood up. Uh, once again, kind of pulls that half mask over his face. Um, and then uh, you see that he kind of like crouches a little bit lower as he's walking through these woods, um, kind of taking a more stealthy approach, as it were. Um, and he encourages you all to do the same. Um, so if there are, uh, unless you just want to walk brazenly, I would like a group stealth check. Twenty-seven. I got a natural twenty, and then an uh, twelve, so that makes eleven. You have disadvantage on stealth. Yeah, my uh, armor. I'm wearing a uh, breastplate. Oh, gotcha. I got a four. <laughs> I also got a four. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So I'm stealthier than. <laughs> Yep, the guy with the breastplate is stealthy, and as uh, you're all making your way forward, um, Lee is doing his best to, again, like, stay low to the ground. You can, like, the strangest thing for you, Arjan, is that walk watching him walk forward, his feet aren't making noise as he is making his steps. He seems almost like, even when he's moving, 
he is part of the environment he is in his element uh in the same way that you feel like you are whenever you are able to be within the shadows as well um the rest of your party though just clang 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 as you are all walking forward and as you are walking forward there is a moment where lee puts his hand up and then looks in a direction um and then to your group says we need to go we need to go now and he begins to run i would like for everybody to roll initiative as we enter into a skill challenge Ooh. nine okay 14 17 five Caleb got a 17 yeah Wait, Caleb's going first Caleb is going first everything's got topsy-turvy shit's gone sideways if the wizard with negative one's going first (laughs) it's because it's a skill challenge so uh in the woods coming from behind you you hear what sound like um what sounds like branches moving and being crushed by something much larger and you can hear the telltale sounds of that child's birthday party once again <gasps> making its no. way towards your group Calum, you are going first in the skill challenge to make your way out of the swamp and escape essentially meat time thank you levi no not meat time um so i'm gonna use a spell because we do have a day of rest to recoup um calem starts running forward uh his gait changes as he drops to all fours as he casts true polymorph on himself uh i'm taking the form of a steel predator okay is that uh, they are specifically made for assassinations. Don't worry about it. But it is a large quadrupedal, um, almost mechanoid-style creature. It's covered in armor. It has the owl mask in front of it, and it'll pick Gwen up by like the scruff. Um, you guys saw many... a steel predator back in one of your times to Sigil. Yes. They oh were like God. patrolling around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did you see? A steel predator. When Gwen and Caelan went on a trip. Anyway, um, I'm so- going to use uh, survival to basically guide the group out of here. Okay. And they have a plus seven. So here we go. Uh, 24. Okay. That is a success. So then next up would be Lee, um, but he's not going to be doing, obviously, parts of the skill challenge. So he is going to uh, assist Corey at the end of the round. You called him Senor. He's totally on board for this. Hell yeah. Um, so then next up in the initiative order is Arjan. Oh, fuck. Survival was used. I'm going to post what a steel predator looks like in Knights. If I could find it. 
I would like to. I would like. I, I want to hang back. And draw its attention to a particular place. But then, once it has the attention, very quietly go somewhere else to give everybody else more time to escape. Okay. And what skill would you like to associate with that? I would love to be able to do stealth with that. <laughs> okay. Um, you would be able to do stealth on this. But in order to hang back and then proceed to stealth, if there's a failure, this creature will take notice of you, specifically. Okay. Okay. 23. 23. That is a success. No worries there. So, this Grim King is making its way forward. And Arjan, you manage to, like, hang back and then just quickly... Hang back, hang back let it, like, go past me. Yeah. And then just like, hey, ugly, and then... Okay. And as you say, hey, ugly, you see that it's, like, its head twists in the way, uh, like, in a very unnatural way, because a lot of it is, like, neck growing into where a head should be. But it's almost like looking at, like, a water balloon when you twist it in half, where it just has that, like, far too past tension point as it swivels around. And from its back, you actually see crawling out of, like, these wicker bones that it seems to have are those, like, skull bunny things that are just sort of, like, rolling over each other on this. Um, and they, like, sort of, like, begin to chatter and point towards you as the creature then, like, its legs, like, double back and it begins walking backwards towards you as its body begins to start righting itself. So that is two successes. Next up, Gwen. All right, Gwen is going to. Uh, I'm. Am I in this thing's mouth? Am I, you picked me up. Yeah, the steel predator has like grabbed you by like the shirt collar. I am assuming, and yeah. it's like leaf did you. Okay. Uh. uh okay. Um. Describe what's directly in front of me. Uh, directly in front of you, uh, the steel predator moves with a quickness. So you are seeing that there are, like, overturned logs, there are large trees, large rocks, that kind of thing. Like, you are running through a swamp, effectively. Um, but right now it's very difficult to see and judge where there is, um, like, if there are any sinkholes or any deep spots. Um, mm -hmm. and from what you can see, um... What's uh what's your passive perception? Uh 16. So with the 16 with your passive perception looking up and around like trying to judge also you cannot be surprised. You see that there are more of those uh banner like creatures, the cloakers that are making their way through the trees that seem to sort of be like following along from the tops. Okay, and I am under the impression that the gig is up being quiet isn't super necessary in this moment yeah you don't think that being super quiet would help okay but being loud wouldn't hurt being loud would you rather be dead or be loud this is the gwen Fair. conundrum i know it's true it's true uh gwen is going to i'm gonna throw up a uh, sunforger up into those bitches and uh explode it okay 
All right, so they need to make a dex save, please. So with a dex save... 15. That is a natural 20. However, make your... um, So what skill would you like to associate with this? Because it is a skill challenge. Uh, Athletics? Okay, so make an athletics check if you're trying to, like, knock one directly into it. Okay. A 16? A 16 is not going to be enough. Okay. So roll damage? So roll for damage. Uh, that's 18. Okay, so with an 18, a lot of the wood splinters around, and it seems like the bright light that is associated with the Sunforger causes, like, these cloakers to, like, not want anything to do with that. Like, you have, like, yeah. essentially flashbanged them by throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that towards there. Uh, however, that flashbang, there are many creatures in this woods who are very Um, curious about a source of bright, loud light that they are not necessarily familiar with. uh, Gwen turns back to uh, Lessie and just goes, that's what the sun looks like! He just hisses at you. (laughs) Why would you do... Just why would you do that? It's like, like, as, like, pan back to help out your heavily armored friend that he thought was going to be the fucking noisemaker on this one. Uh, next up, Corey. Okay. I'm gonna cast Tree Stride. Okay. Um, and my goal is to pop into a tree, then pop out of a tree far away, and make a noise to try and distract all of the critters into that direction then pop back into that tree and go to a different tree and distract critters that direction. Like, I'm just going to try and, like, draw the creatures away from the party. Okay. And what skill would you like to associate with this? I was thinking deception. Deception works. Um, Jukin. Yeah, you will have advantage on this with Lee's help. Okay. How's about a 24? That's a very good deception. Paladin. Because paladins are good at deception, I guess. I'm not even trained. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Picked up a few things from Shar, didn't we? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you start, like, tree stride, going to a tree, spot, 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 making these calls. Look over here! And Lee, I think, like, catches on to what you're doing. Um, and he is... Um, you see that he, like reaches into his bag and pulls out what looks like a whistle um, that he then cups into his hands. And as you see his cheeks like fill with air and then blow into it, you hear his voice about 60 feet away um, from amongst the trees, also doing the same thing as he just like blows into it, keeps running, runs maybe like 20 feet more, blows into it. uh, I I want to say from your book. I want to say that the reason that he sees uh, Corey do this and, like, catches on so fast is because he was, like, looking after them to try and, like, make sure that they didn't make too much noise. Yeah. Um, and as he, like, turned to help Corey, just watched them go straight into a tree, just like... Mm-hmm. All right, so then at the top of the round, Caleb, as the steel predator. 
<clears throat> uh, perception check to avoid, you know, gnarled tree roots on the ground, just make passage a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, I'll just minus one off of this. Twelve. Okay, a twelve. You are not used to this body. Uh, I would say as you are like trying to like you're looking at the trees, you're trying to make sure that there aren't any like widow makers that are caught up. And as you go to like jump into one of these pools, uh, like into this swampy area that you thought was standard ground, you actually feel your heavy body beginning to sink as the ground kind of gives way. It looks like it was actually just like a layer of topsoil above a uh, above like a deep sinkhole. Uh, and you kind of like flounder into it a little bit and begin to scramble. That is a failure. And Caleb, yeah. with that perception as well, you are noticing from the corners of your vision, there are a lot more things in the trees that are coming towards you all that are odd in shape and design, similar to like the bunny skeleton things that have like with their little fairy wings and their small little skeleton hands, there are more of these, like, oddity amalgams that either have too much or too little meat on their bones coming towards you. Mm -mm. Never the correct amount. Always one uh, or the other. As part of this action, can I, like, swing my head so that Gwen can get on my back? Yeah, for sure. Um, seeing this, uh, seeing what has happened, Lee is going to assist Gwen. Uh, in this next uh, in this next bit, um, Arjan, it is your go. Okay, things are bad. Things are getting very bad. I'm behind this thing. You are, and you are watching like as the trees are just getting filled with things that like are very difficult to describe in a cohesive manner that seemed to be drawn towards the place where there was like a blast. You succeeded in drawing the Grim King's uh, attention away from you or away from it or away from the rest of your party and you have stealthed and it is now currently just like like, it did not, like, swivel back to look at the light. It is still just, like, looking around, trying to find someone to attend its birthday party. Right now, I'm trying to think of a way to get further up. The only real way is... Um... I guess Zephyr Strike. Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll give me 30 feet more. So yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, dash ahead with Zephyr, Zephyr Strike. And uh, right now, all I want to do is like try and get far up. So I guess I'm going with like Athletics. Okay. I just yeah, I just want to catch back up. Yeah, either athletics or acrobatics would be fine. Thirteen. 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 I, I don't know if I don't know if Zephyr Strike uh, 
I would say helps that, with that. Yeah, I would say that would give you advantage. You're using a spell slot for it. So 13. Okay. 13. Unless unless Gwen's natural one can help with half of it advantage. Uh, I mean, it can. It's uh, anything. How many times can you use Bountiful Luck? I don't think it's a thing. You can you can use Bountiful when, Luck as long as you have like the reaction. Lucky yeah, yeah. Your people have uh, blah blah blah. Uh, when an ally you see rolls a one for an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, you can use your reaction to let the ally reroll the die. With an ally you see. Yeah. Yeah, an ally you can see within thirty feet of you. I'm not within thirty feet. Then I cannot help you. 13. Okay. So, yeah, Arjan, as you are, like, you're trying to get, like, up and over this thing. No, I'm, I'm trying to catch up with my party. Okay. Um, I would say that um, you use Zephyr Strike, so you're just kind of, like, just, like, chugging along the ground as quick as you can. So, with Zephyr Strike, my speed increases by 30 feet, which would give me a speed of 75 feet. Okay. I'm dashing. Gotcha. So you are able to dash forward and you go like like under the Grim King's legs forward, just like nope, 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 nope. Like trying to go as fast as you can. Um and I would say that like as you are running past the Grim King, those um like skull bunnies end up like dropping off of it, and some of them are on you and they are just like biting at you as you are running by. Um, so you are able to get near the party, but you do have, like, these little shitters on you. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is Arjan's Gwen. You are up next, and Lee is assisting you. Bulky dokey. Um, I, I can't, I'm not doing anything running-wise, but I can, um... Boy, uh, I don't have that many skills that are helpful here, but I could I guess I could use survival to uh, try and maneuver us through here a little better. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to roll at advantage. Yeah. Okay. The first one's a 22. The 22. Okay. 22 is a success. Um. So yeah, uh, Gwen, as you're like trying to figure out um how to move and how to best get out of this situation um i think that you're able to spot a path um like you're able to like figure out like how best to move and while that is happening lee is like basically like talking to giant beast calum being like you can't be struggling when you're trying to move out just slow movements i know you want to move quick but you have to like steadily push yourself up out of the scenario that you're in is the only way we are going to make it out and then um like that is uh his attempt next up cory uh cory steps out of a tree next to calum um and she like puts a hand on his head um and just sort of like shouts at the entire group uh and says all right, everyone, get your shit together. We're going to move as one. Uh, and then cast Scatter. Um, 
I can teleport five people. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to roll uh, persuasion for this. Yeah? To convince yeah. everyone to come come together? I, essentially. It's, okay. like a, it's like a leadership role, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I got a dirty 30. Okay. Uh, um, so thankfully, Scatter also helps when there are little shitbirds that are on Arjan trying to, like, claw and bite out at him. Because now, like, the thing that they were biting on is gone. Um, and you are all able to scatter to where you end up needing to be. Dirty 30 got you the... You're close. You guys just need two more successes. Back into a tree. So, boom. Like, forward. You are no longer stuck in the ground. And, like, Lee, you can see, like, as you scatter and, like, port him forward, he just has this, like... Like... He is just, he has never been jaunted before, but now, well, I mean, there's a first time for everything. Next up is going to be Caleb. Uh, could I use my stunning roar ability on the little ones as an intimidate with alongside an intimidation check? Yeah, for to sure. To back them off of us. Uh, that's gonna be uh, 18. Okay, 18 is a success. And they are all stunned. That will be helpful. Um, Lee is going to assist Arjan uh, at this point. Um, and he's just sort of like, Arjan, Lee gives you the look like you were the only person here that knows what like stealth is about. Can you help me out on this one? Nope. Fuck. Uh, and so, yeah, he's going to give an assist towards you. And then next up, Arshan. Oh, fuck. Okay, so we have dashed forward. There are still boogers coming after us. They are all stunned now. Because they're all stunned. Door. Yes. Okay. Uh... I Okay, so everything behind us is stunned. That is correct. What a what the fuck is in front of us? I would like to make a perception check. Yeah. Roll for perception. You will have advantage on this. Oh shit. Fifteen. A fifteen. A fifteen is not enough. So, it's all good. So, We're fine. That was Just with go forward. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Arjan, as you are uh, looking forward, trying your best to, like, spot what's up in the trees, what's going on, um, and, like, help, and, like, Lee is like, can you help me out on this one? Um, there is a, um, there is a moment where as your group is running forward, like one of the logs that is in front of you just kind of like lifts up and this creature that uh, it has like on either side of its face it has several eyes 
Uh, and when I say several, uh, there are, it, this creature has at least four. Uh, you're not sure if there are more, if there are smaller ones, if they are just like not yet open, but it has like semi lumpies around it. Its face kind of extends out, even though it looks mammalian, it has that kind of like side opening mouth, almost like a spider would. And it has what appears to be six different appendages. Uh, two in front, two in the middle, and then a set of back leggies as well, as it just, like, lifts itself up from underneath one of these, uh, kind of this downed rock. Um, and you see it as it is appearing, like, drenched in water, this log sort of, like, tumbling off of its back. Oh, fuck. Alright, so... Either one more fail or one more success determines where we start off things next week. So with that in mind, hey, Gwen. Natural 20. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I was like, please don't put this on me. God, so Gwen, what skill a... are you getting your nat 20 on? Oh, oh if it's going to be a nat. Wait, do I? Performance. Is it... Does it have to be uh, above a 20? Oh. No, 20's fine. Oh, I mean, you're getting a natural 20 on the success, which oh, is normally right, right, count right. as two successes. So, like, take your pick. Right. All right, cool. Okay. All right. Um, the fucking Rasta horns just blared. Yeah. <laughs> this is a womp, 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 womp <laughs> moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, Gwen is going to use performance. <laughs> no, she's going to use intimidation. <clears throat> I used intimidation and last round. Just. Uh, I use something different. I'll use something yeah. different. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so Gwen is going to stand up on the back of Calum uh, as this creature uh, and turn to face the the bounding uh, beast bountifully coming towards us, and <laughs> she's going to get it. Yeah, get up uh, and sort of just she does a rage yell with uh, uh, gray skull coming out behind her, and I, I would like to flavor it as like. Uh, a lot of spirits just emerging from her and she shouts into the void uh, with her axe aflame. Can I possibly slightly interject? Go ahead. So as you make this intimidation roar and you raise your fiery axe above your head, you expect Grayskull to be standing behind you. All of these other spirits are emerging, but the figure that stands is a darkened spirit. Rather than this standard green glow that you are accustomed to seeing, it is almost like a blackened void of a spirit. And rather than wielding the runt axe, it looks like they have a great sword. And this great sword that they wield looks like a tombstone that has been elongated to a sharpened tip above and you can feel a burning on your upper thigh from where you had received your Shadowfell tattoo not several sessions ago. And as this figure who has this long greatsword wields it, you see them raise it and as they do, the other spirits that are there begin their haka in order to actually encourage this one. And you see them bring their blade back into a long swing, 
And as they do, they bring their blade forward as you cheer and raise. And you can feel the flames of your axe flicker and then come back with this strength of their slice. And in a moment, you see the head of this large creature stop and then begin to slide off of a cut. As the head falls, you look back at this spirit that stands there and they place their blade they place their greatsword blade side down into what would normally be earth but it is actually like into like a spiritual weapon into the back of the steel predator that you are riding upon unless uh no like cory scatter would have like popped you on the ground and you see that they place their blade into the ground and as they do you see upon this tombstone-like blade that there are what appear to be three different names already on there. And then one underneath begins to inscribe itself almost like an effigy. And as that last blade, as that last letter is carved into the tombstone blade, the spirit looks down at you, scoffs, and then you watch them disappear. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us for this wonderful session of Dungeon and or Dragon. I am having a blast in the Shadowfell. It's been a glorious time, but I always have a glorious time whenever these people are on the channel. Speaking of glorious people, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I'm RJ, and you can catch me at rjs 282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life, and sometimes stream with my friends. You can catch me here at Mondays as Kalen, the Shatterkai Wizard, now turned into Steel Predator, on Thursdays, where we're going to be finishing up our uh, Urban Shadows game of Red River Legends. I play Riley Fitzgerald, who likes to talk to people and talk down an Archmage and from killing one of his party members. It's going to be a tarm. Saturdays this week is going to be over at GGK once again, where we're doing Mistborn. I missed the last session. I don't know what's going on. We'll find out. Uh, Sunday mornings over at the Hype Goblins channel, where uh, my character was revealed to be a doppelganger this entire time. And the actual one is inside a crypt somewhere in the basement. Uh, he's fine. Uh, Sunday nights over at... LB Hackamup's channel for the foreseeable future until something happens. I play Damien Sardonia, whose hero name is Blitz. Um, he doesn't know how to have fun. And I don't mean that in like the metaphorical way. He literally does not know how to have fun. Denaikino.com. Hello, everybody. I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me at LB Hackamup on the Twitters and the Twitches, uh, where I'm going to be live tomorrow on my channel playing some Dead by Daylight since I wasn't able to play for a few weeks because freaking steam. Uh, but got to figure it out. Uh, I'll be on GGK tomorrow evening doing our Burbs game. Burb, burb, burbs. Uh, it is a, uh, a time loop game uh, based on uh, well, the burbs uh kind of uh it's cthulian uh savage world game uh next after that i'll be on my channel on friday doing our uh friday night frights uh i don't know what we're gonna play this week but probably something spoopy and then sundays i am on ggk in the afternoon again 
doing our uh, slang 201 game and then back to uh, LB Hackem up for masks where uh, they're at a uh, they're at a high school party where there's not underage drinking and uh, a bomb just went off or something. They don't know. Someone might get kidnapped. That's what they wanted. So <laughs> we'll see. It's nickeater.com. Hoy? I'm Cyber. Uh, uh, I, I stream on Cyber October 1. Uh, Oblivion. <laughs> that took me by surprise. Uh, I also post... Uh, Campaign Diaries of the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, but a nice across. It's it's on youtube.com slash cyberworldtoa1. Uh, they just made it to Balin Post. That's going to be fun. Uh, so, yeah. I'm also here on Mondays. And that's it. Oh, no. No. Sorry. On Saturdays, uh, I just started a campaign on twitch.tv slash the Capricorn Cross. Uh, we just found a whole like buried city of undead so that's fun they seem nice danaekeener.com speaking of danaekeener.com hi everybody i'm danaekeener you can find me at danaekeener.com i do nerdy, nerdy drawings mostly related to D and a lot of things on this channel you can also find me at danaekeener on twitter i've got a pinned tweet there you can see my schedule and all of the games that i'm involved in so go check it out danaekeener.com and if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer. We do shows like this on Monday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's really all that we're going to have going for us until December uh, for the most part. But come December, our Thursday slot is going to be a Lancer tabletop RPG game, which is going to be incredible. And we're also going to be switching over our Sunday game because Rhyme of the Frost Maiden just ended to the wild beyond the witch light. I am very excited. I will be running that game as well. So, hey, guess what? Starting in December, two nights back to back. I'm in the DMC. Good old voice in the sky. Doing my best. So, uh, you can find uh, the VODs of all of our games over at youtube.com slash indoor adventures or anywhere podcasts are made available for free. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, we are going to be going into our Patreon supported after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk or would like to hear from all of these fine people, feel free to join us again at patreon.com slash indoor adventures and we will do our best to respond in kind but with that i would like to say once again thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us thank you to these players for putting up with our bullshit my bullshit once again this week and we'll see you all next time all right everybody bye bye